Okay, and today we are once again at the WeWork on West 57th Street. I'm speaking with Evren I, founder of MotoWord, who has been sponsoring our podcast most graciously. And let's start with, first of all, what is MotoWord? MotoWord is simply the world's fastest business translation platform. And what that entails for us is, it is an online platform where 15,000 of our tested and vetted professional translators work on projects simultaneously to provide human quality translation at machine translation speeds. And uh, tell us, what is your background? Uh, what was your, your trajectory into, into this world? I, uh, I have been in the translation industry for quite some time now. I happen to be also the owner of Link Translations. It is a nationwide translation agency, your old brick and mortar translation agency. And about 80% of our business at Link Translations come from the US government. Uh, so we provide translation and interpretation services to the US government. Uh, it is the old style business, as you know, people dealing with people, uh, project managers working on getting quotes, to clients than building teams of translators in order to get those done. Uh, I've been doing that for the last 20 something years and I've seen lots of redundancies. I've seen lots of inefficiencies in that process that I thought I could do better and at least I've seen technology can help make better. For example, it never made sense to me that uh, somebody had to wait for another person to give them a quote for a simple Microsoft Word document than an online algorithm can very easily do it rather than emailing something you can just upload it on a website and then get a quote for it in seconds and it would be as good if not better than the human process uh, behind it. Uh, so those are the simple things that we started with and then afterwards we introduced other systems whereby uh, we automated more things. So in my background, seeing the redundancies of the work that I was doing in the translation industry and solving those redundancies is what created MotorWords, the real link between what I do now and what I used to do before. But the industry is, the translation industry as a whole is an industry that I've been in for quite some time now. And before that, I was in a much different world. I was the executive director of the Federation of Turkish American Associations for five years. I organized the Turkish American Day Parade in Manhattan for five years. Organizing a parade in Manhattan is something I would not recommend anyone. Uh, and uh, before that, uh, I had done uh, a couple of work for uh, Eurasia Group uh, as the uh, liaison to Turkey, as their liaison to Turkey. And that's it. Uh, that's a far cry from my uh, area of studies, which was finance. It looks like I never did anything in finance for real, but finance has definitely been a reality when I was doing my work as an entrepreneur, creating companies, understanding cash flows, and understanding that, yes, money is needed in order to do lots of the things that you want to do. Comprehensive. Excellent. And why do you have two seemingly standalone businesses? Why not roll them all into MotorWord? Is it because government is not ready to uh, trust an automated solution or a partially automated solution? No, I, in fact, I'm sure they would be uh, happier than anybody else in order to get, you know, more bang for their buck and in order to, uh, you know, uh, get efficiencies in 
the way that they procure translations also. Uh, quite frankly, two reasons. Number one reason is link translations provides not only translation services, but also interpretation services. And most of the business, the bulk of the business we do is interpretation. Motaword is currently not dealing in that domain. Uh, by the way, interpretation is the spoken form of translation. Uh, it is basically interpreters going to meetings, courts, etc. that help orally uh, people uh, understand things rather than sitting and writing and translating. Translating is the written form. Uh, and uh, that is the number one reason. The number two reason is uh, I, I don't think they are not ready for a change, but I think that there is uh, systems like Motorword, platforms like Motorword are new. And we do have competition. They are out there. But uh, we are not heard of yet. People still believe when they look for a translator, they don't think of searching an online platform to get their documents translated right away. They think of searching a local translator that can help them translate their documents. So I believe those uh, instincts need to change before you are able to see more impact, more of an oom um from, uh, um from our kind of platforms in the industry. And that's exactly what we are doing. I mean, uh, when we started uh, four and odd, uh, four and a couple of months ago, uh, there was absolutely nobody that really trusted in uploading a document, getting it translated, etc. from our platform. Now we serve industrial giants like Nielsen, like Electronic Arts, like lots of other companies, Iron Mountain, etc. that trust us every day with the content translations that they need. So, uh, yeah, government will get there, but it's more along the lines of the business line is not 100% covered by Motaword. Uh, on the other hand, Link Translations is a, a big user of Motaword. They send their translations onto our platform. Their project managers use Motaword in order to get translations done, especially in languages or in new projects. Uh, that the clients have do not have picked translators, etc. So slowly you see a merge of everything. You see more of a merge of the technology. Excellent. And earlier in the week, you told me a wonderful story about your elementary school, I believe it was elementary school, uh, entrepreneurial efforts. Uh, are you uh, willing to share a, even a shortened version of that story, because I, I, I think our listeners would love this. I believe that we were talking about arbitrage, and uh, I believe I had given you the example of the uh, you know, US Mint doing the $1 with free shipping and people taking advantage of that, people taking advantage of that uh, in order to get miles uh, from their credit cards. That's how the conversation started, and that reminded me of something that happened in my life that ended up in me uh, getting kicked out of the school, actually, uh, in primary grade, uh, and uh, that was... Uh, like many schools out there, my school in Turkey had a cafeteria. At the beginning of the year, the kids' parents would buy them uh, coupons for the cafeteria so they could carry them in and eat at the cafeteria. But there was also a buffet where they sold hamburgers, uh, hot dogs, etc. And many kids, lo and behold, decided to eat those rather than the food at the cafeteria. And uh, from those kids, I would actually buy, uh, I would wait in front of the cafeteria, buy their tickets from them at a discounted price, then sell it uh, to other kids who that they wanted to eat at the cafeteria at a discounted price to what they could have bought it from the school. 
very simply. And that became kind of sort of big business for a primary school students. Uh, and uh, I uh, got to buy myself an Amstrad 464 computer, all of the games that go along with it. McDonald's had recently opened in Istanbul in the Taksim Square. Uh, I was taking a couple of friends out to eat at McDonald's, etc. And uh, the, uh, basically uh, the, the whole thing unfolded when school realized uh, after a couple of months lots of discrepancy between the number of kids eating at the cafeteria and the number of ticket sales that they've actually done. And at that point, uh, they found out who the culprit was, and uh, they actually called me in from the class one day. And uh, it was a panel of people, the accountant of the school, the principal, the vice principal, etc. And uh, funny enough, uh, about a week before that, I had gone home with a stack of cash, and I had given it to my mother, uh, saying, Mom, go ahead and buy yourself whatever you need. And uh, my mom, of course, got very angry when she saw that. They questioned me. She called my father. And uh, I explained to them exactly what I was doing and how I was doing it. And my father was very proud of the whole deal. He's like, that's an extraordinary business opportunity. Well done, son, etc. And he didn't think anything of it afterwards. When the school called me in, uh, they basically told me, we are going to call your parents, tell them about this. And I was like, my parents know, it's not a problem. And then they called my father, they didn't believe me. My father told them exactly how I was doing it. And he's like, what's wrong with it? It's like, he's basically creating a secondary market to what you have. And then afterwards, the school principal, I remember him blurting something out like, uh, yes, but there are tax implications. And my father's like, if there are tax implications, it's his tax implications, not yours. What do you care about it? And uh, so uh, the school didn't like the whole deal. Uh, and uh, it was not something that they had counted on. It was not something that they could deal with. So at the end, it uh, resulted in me finishing the school year. But then afterwards, the next year, being asked not to attend the school anymore, uh, which I'm sure if I had attended the school, I could have found a better way of doing that uh, uh, the second time around. But no, it was an interesting anecdote. And uh, it was basically asked not to attend the school because I was doing some side business that the school didn't like, basically. Excellent. <laughs> Love that story. So fast forward, and here we are with MotorWord. Um, Essentially, a, a, a client will upload a document to your platform, get a quote for what translating it from language A to language B will be. Or language C, D, E, F, G. C, D, E, F, G, or beyond zebra, as yeah. the uh, Dr. There are Seuss would say. Languages that they can choose from, uh, 87 languages that they can choose from, and the list is growing uh, every time a client asks us for a particular language. Uh, of course, we always look at the business case of the language because for us it does uh, entail finding translators, getting them into the system, onboarding them, uh, training them, and ensuring them that they are providing good quality translations before we are able to tell a client that we can provide service in the language of their choice, we need to have at least 15, 20 translators on board, trained, ready to go, so that they are able to send us work and we are able to perform it at a 
minimum of speed and quality level. Uh, that is, uh, I mean, even our minimum is way uh, above and beyond what a translation agency can accomplish. But we need to do all that groundwork in order to get there. So we need to ensure that the amount of business that we will get from that language is at least substantial to sustain these translators. Justifies uh, it. That justifies it, exactly. <laughs> so. Look, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you know, Google does Klingon. So, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, they do. And uh, I, I have to be honest about Google. I mean, as a person who has been in the translation industry for a long time, and then afterwards I'm now seen as being in the technology side of the translation industry, the number one thing that I always encounter is Google Translate. You know, if, 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 if I think I hear Google Translate more than machine translation because they are doing a very good job of, uh, you know, advertising that. And kudos to them. I mean, yeah, of course, uh, the, the Google is a company that's all about advertisement. That's their bread and butter. That's what they sell. That's what they do, etc. And... Uh, I personally love Google Translate. I love the fact that they're out there. I love the fact that I personally am able to go to a website and just, you know, copy-paste some text or even click on my Google Chrome a little button and a language that I don't speak, Japanese, Chinese, etc., or characters that I don't recognize are magically transformed in front of me into a language that I do recognize. Uh, as a person who grew up reading, uh, you know... Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Hitchhiker Galaxy. Thank you so much. <laughs> I just watched that movie. I actually, week. no, yesterday I turned it on and it was on Netflix and stuff. Anyway, uh, couldn't remember the name. Anyway, uh, the, no, when I had first read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and, you know, all the subsequent times after that, the Babelfish concept was something like that. And it was just a magical thing. Uh, and that is exactly what they are doing. So I love it. And many people are critical of it. And I find that really funny also. Uh, you know, people say something along the lines of, oh, the quality is not there or if you translate something into one language and then retranslate it into another language and translate it back it makes silly mistakes well don't do that and uh, it is there in order for you to get a gist of something and on top of that it's a working progress you know and we have seen the progress five years ago it, it's an amazing progress compared to what we had five years ago to what we have now it is uh, certainly getting there but the business that I am in is not that business the business that I am in is the business translation industry it is the you know, uh, global trade, global commerce industry. And the best way to explain it is, and a German chancellor did it much better than I could ever do, if I am selling to you, I will speak your language. If I am buying from you, then, uh, uh, then please speak to me in German. So that is how it works. Plus, on top of that, in the real business world that we are in right now, there is uh, reliability issues. You cannot really put something out there without checking it. Uh, and machine translation needs to be checked a little bit more than regular translation. Translators don't necessarily like doing it, especially in certain languages, uh, certain difficult languages. And on top of that, there is liability issues uh, that businesses encounter. You cannot just put any information out there 
and hope that you can get away with it just saying that, oh, this was translated by Google, take it with a grain of salt, etc. Well, businesses that want to differentiate themselves, businesses that want to appeal to a global crowd, businesses that want to be local in different markets cannot take those chances. They cannot do those things. And that is the business we are in. That is the industry that we are in. And that industry has just surpassed $45 billion a year and it's growing 12% year on year because the world is getting smaller. Because any company that has a website nowadays, whether they realize it or not, is a global business. And these global businesses need to think globally. And in order to think globally, well, speech is a very important part of that. Your message needs to sound local. You need to speak the local language and you need to be able to tell people your story in a language that you will understand. In the translation industry, we call that localization. We call it translation with a twist, you know, taking into account all of the uh, cultural elements of a country's needs, etc. A French Canadian is not the same as French in France uh, or, uh, you know, <laughs> exactly, or in Haiti or in Cameroon, etc. Uh, so uh, those are the things that these companies need to pay attention to. And unfortunately, machine translation is not there yet. I personally am a huge uh, supporter of machine translation. I am going to be very happy when my line of industry dies somehow, when machines are able to handle it, because it's going to free up a lot of our time. It's going to help us enormously. Me being able to read something in Chinese and understand it flawlessly, and me being able to access information in any language out there is going to be a great benefit to me, but more important than that, Imagine there's a prodigy child that's being born in a rural area in China. The only access that he or she has is to a computer that has a connection to an internet that he has seen in an office over there or in a library, etc. Now, this person, this prodigy, you need these people to be able to access the world's information without being hindered by language barriers. And when that day comes, and trust me, it's not going to be human translators that is going to bring on that day. It's going to be machine translation. I, as a human being, am going to be really happy and really interested in seeing the outcome of that. But until that day, platforms like MotorWorld are needed and also... Platforms are needed because the old way of doing translation, the very human intensive, the very service industry intensive, the very expensive, I mean, I do not know how many of your uh, listeners have ever obtained translation services, but try paying $95 a page for a translation. You know, these kinds of stuff do happen on an ongoing basis in this industry. Well, when we get those costs down to $10 per page, when we get those costs down to $3 per page, then what we are doing is we are allowing capital to be flown to other parts that will create more benefit to the company, to the development of companies, businesses, and maybe enable hiring of other type of personnel in other places. So there is a lot of uh, efficiency that is created by this new way of providing translation service that is not only saving time to the customer, uh, but also to the translators, but also saving a lot of money all around. And that is what we are trying to pioneer. That's what we are trying to do. And that, in a way, is 
innovation. Uh, that, in a way, is advancement of something that has been done. Advancement is not only in the machine translation where, pop, with a click, you are able to do something right away, but it is also finding means of doing things that were previously done in an inefficient way and doing them much faster, much better on a global scale. And uh, I believe that's where we excel as MotorWord, and that's where I think our praise can be sung in the sense that, yes, we are a technology company, and although we don't do machine translation, we are doing process innovation in a way that is enabled by technology. So it feels like, uh, agree, disagree, that this is comparable to the evolution from handwritten Bibles by scribes moving to the printing press, then moving to digitization. It's, it's an ever-increasing uh, efficiency and reduction in the friction of disseminating information. I do remember when I first needed a translation service. I was a student in France and I needed to get something, my birth certificate translated. You would basically go to a person that would sit in the corner of an embassy or a consulate. When I say the corner, not inside the embassy or the consulate, but around the corner, you know, on a little stool with their typewriter, etc. You would go to them, you would give them enormous amounts of money, it was expensive, and trust me, they deserved every single penny of it because these people's jobs was just having a typewriter there, typing right there, and then in front of you, the translation of your birth certificate in whatever form it was to be accepted by the consulate, certifying it, notarizing it sometimes, and then afterwards you would take that in and go in and take care of your business. I actually saw the progress when computers came into play and you had templates, very simply. I, you don't think much of that right now, but I do remember the switch, I do remember the time, and something that happened in one hour started happening in 10 minutes, and that's like 50 minutes of difference, of waiting. And uh, yes, that's exactly right. I mean, sometimes the leap is not or does not look like extraordinary, but in time saving, in cost saving, in, you know, efforts, uh, it really is truly extraordinary. And on a cumulative basis, it is really mind boggling uh, what technology can bring to the table. And uh, again, I just want to underline uh, that technology that does not necessarily need to be that huge leap out there like, hey, we had cars, but now we have flying cars. No, hey, we had cars, but now we have electric cars where we don't stop at gas stations anymore. You know, that is a leap. That is a technology. Incremental. Incremental, exactly. Uh, and uh, it is very welcome also. Uh, so uh, I, I am, uh, you know, from the scribes to the, uh, you know, typewriters, etc. I have seen that change happen on quite a many things. I do remember that you had to go to... Uh, a uh, movie theater in order to get your tickets. You had to wait on a line for really, uh, you know, uh, in-demand uh, movies. But then afterwards, you had movie phone, and you could just call and get tickets on the telephone. You could get times of shows, etc. And I do remember those kind of incremental technology advancements also. And they're all very welcome, if you ask me. Great. So how can people get in touch with you and... Uh find out more about MotorWord or perhaps uh, establish a business relationship with you? 
Well, the easiest way is, of course, just going onto our website, www.motaword.com. And uh, Motaword is uh, a, uh, you know, play on words. Mot à mot in French means word for word. Mot à word is a little translation twist where mot, the second mot, is translated into English from French. Uh, so www.motaword.com. And you just go there, you just click a uh, button. You upload a document or type something or copy-paste something, a document of any type, and you get a quote within seconds. And if you accept it, you get your translation back within hours rather than days uh, as it took. Uh, so that would be the best way. But uh, if you would like to reach me for anything else, evren, E-V-R-E-N, at motorword.com is my email address. Feel free to write, reach out to me with any questions, any comments, uh, or anything else that you think we can do better uh, on our line of business. Great. Thanks so much for spending time with us.